Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Sask Ag Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sask Ag Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, it is hoped that satellite technology can provide more accurate forage insurance coverage. Another look at futures prices as harvest continues in the prairies. And there's been a few cases of West Nile virus detected in birds this year in Saskatchewan. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Brian Young. SaskAg Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. The cattle sector is hoping satellite technology will be the answer for providing forage insurance comparable to how multi-peril insurance works for grain farmers. Collaboration is occurring between Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada, the three prairie crop insurance agencies, Canadian Cattle Association, Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association, and Global Ag Risk Solutions in an effort to make satellite-based forage insurance a reality. Global Ag Risk Solutions, or GARS, is known for its margin-based insurance offering for grain producers. In recent years, it has expanded into data science and analytics and is doing the work to refine satellite imagery into a usable insurance product. The current forage rainfall insurance program in Saskatchewan has been widely criticized. The insurance is based on rainfall data from weather stations that can be 30 or more miles from the forage being insured. Damon Johnson, the Director of Strategic Projects for GARS, says the satellite technology isn't meant to measure rainfall. It measures the vegetative index and compares to the historical norm. A lot of factors go into plant growth in addition to rainfall. Johnson believes that by measuring vegetative growth rather than just rainfall, the insurance should be much more relevant. Yeah, we're, we're optimistic. It's um, like I said, we started this project in December of, of 2022 um, to really get a baseline understanding of um, can we take a product? This product is used in Eastern Europe and you know South America, Brazil, Argentina, for example. Um, so this opportunity came to us by way of um, different insurance partners that we used, and it's really domesticating it to Canadian conditions and Canadian geographies and making sure it fit the biophysical nature of you know what we're where you know pasture and forest crops exist in Western Canada, so um, you know we you know through that first phase we were um, you know 
very optimistic at the final stage of that that um, there is a product here. So, um, you know, confident, lots of work to do yet, obviously, because, you know, with the analytical part and the design of the actuarial, actuarially sound product like you described, we're also want to build a user interface and application that producers would access to, you know, subscribe or get a quote, subscribe and, and, and you know, transact with the product as well too. Um, but our, you know, our goal would be to uh, pilot it in a fairly intensive nature for next year's growing season and, and you know, be in a position, you know, ideally with a couple years down the road with having a product in the market. And that would be, again, by way of uh, our provincial uh, counterparts within this project as well as the industry stakeholder groups. A critical aspect is localized detail. Rather than relying on data from a weather station many miles away, Johnson says the imagery can capture a relatively small area containing your actual land. Of course, all of this high-tech is only impressive if it actually works, which means matching the vegetative index information to what producers actually see on their land. Johnson says with lots of ground truthing, they are in the 90% accuracy range. It is, yeah, and that's been, and that's where being uh, being able to work with um, the provinces and different research groups uh, from universities and, and, and different research bodies that have ground truth data, whether it's clipping data or production data or weather station data, is that we've been able to um, have them provide that to us. Um, you know, of course, with all um, data provisions and privacy um, being very important within that. But the key is that as we're generating uh, satellite-based analytics and we're generating an outcome, either you know, a claim or a no claim would, would be paid in this scenario. Would the ground truth acquired actual data that's been you know, over the last 20 years suggest the same thing? So um, that's been a key component because of course, um, you know, satellites and the, op- the ability to operate at scale with a product like this is absolutely fantastic. But you wanna make sure that in the, from within a historical sense, if the satellite said one thing that the production value or the rainfall or whatever measured unit actually happened on the ground, replicated or mimicked what the satellite reported. So um, again, this this project to this point would not have been this successful without uh, the cooperation of the provinces on that one. The final report to the group from GARS is slated for January. If all goes according to plan, a pilot project will be launched in 2024 with possible rollout of an insurance offering in 2025. Coming up after the break, we'll have another look at futures prices and how harvest is going to our neighbors in the West in Alberta. Back with Saskag today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag today is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch. For Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca. And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit GrowMoreProfit.com. It was a very good weather weekend for harvest in Saskatchewan. As more canola comes off, we are seeing futures prices decline. This is Errol Anderson with Pro Market Communications in Calgary. The canola market's experiencing some harvest selling pressure right now, and which is normal for this time of year. The November contract, you know, it broke down below 800, and now we believe the next line in the sand is at 780. And we're getting close to it right now. If by chance we do break the 780, then I see it in $20 intervals. The next key support is 760, and the major support's at 740. 
Meantime, Chicago Board of Trade wheat futures hit their lowest level in more than three months last Friday. This is in advance of important world agricultural supply and demand estimates tomorrow morning by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Lance Honig is the USDA's Chief of Agriculture Statistics. He gives some reason why tomorrow's forecast is so important in providing direction to the market. So now we've cleared through a lot of those critical developmental stages, grain fill stages, things of that nature. And so, you know, any weather impacts that have happened between the 1st of August and the 1st of September can really be a big deal. And so getting an updated measure of the crops following that period of time is always a big deal. The WASD report is celebrating its 50th anniversary with the latest edition coming out at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, Saskatchewan time. In Alberta, the good drying conditions are expected to hang around for a while yet. Environment Canada is forecasting daytime highs around the middle to high 20s over the next several days, with only a slight chance of showers for our provincial neighbours to the west. There was a lot of harvest work underway this past weekend, and with overnight lows quite mild, some farmers might work through the night. Longtime crop specialist Harry Brooks said it would it said it back in the spring. This was likely one of the most expensive crops ever planted on the prairies. He says it's critical to monitor the temperature of the harvest harvested crop in the bin. Oh, it's crucial. Every year, people are, you know, especially during hard when it's hot during harvesting. It's important that you keep an eye on that crop as it goes in the bin, even if it's testing dry, coming off the field. You put it in a bin, if it's like 30 degrees or, or high 20s or even low 30s, it goes through a sweat when it's in that bin as it starts to cool down and you get moisture migration. And it's very easy for it to start heating in certain pockets and then you lose quality and... <laughs> It's just too bloody expensive to just to you have to worry about it, and that means checking it to make sure that uh, it's not heating. And if necessary, either turn on the fans if you got aeration, or else you might even have to turn it and move it around with an auger bit to try and break up that the moisture collection. But uh, yeah, it's way too expensive to just leave it in a minute and think it's safe. That's longtime crop specialist Harry Brook. After the break, today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer. You're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. You're listening to Saskag Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Canadian canola ending stocks edged higher in 2022-23, while wheat carryout was slightly lower. That's according to the latest stocks data from Statistics Canada, released Friday. Barley, oats and peas also saw increases on the year, while lentil supplies tightened. Total wheat stocks as of July 31st at 3.58 million metric tons were down by 2.2% on the year, and well below the five-year average of 5.58 million metric tons. Of the total, Durham stocks were down by 30% on the year at 396,000 metric tons. Canola, meanwhile, saw the carryout increase to 1.51 million metric tons 
from an upwardly revised 2021-22 carryout of $1.33 million. The canola stocks were still well below the 2.72 million metric ton five-year average. The data for stocks of crops held on farms was compiled based off of a survey conducted May 15th to June 12th, well ahead of July 31st, raising some concerns over the accuracy. CN and CPKC Rail supplied a combined 91% of hopper cars ordered in Grain Week 5, a decline from the previous week's 98% order fulfillment performance. The deterioration in performance in total reflects a decline in performance for each of CN and CPKC. In supplying 89% of hopper cars ordered on time in Week 5, CN saw performance decline from the 98% order fulfillment performance they posted in Week 4. CN performance falls below the 90% performance threshold for the second time in three weeks. CPKC order fulfillment performance also declined, with the railway supplying 93% of shipper orders in Week 5 as compared to 98% order fulfillment performance in Week 4. CPKC continues its run with now 21 straight weeks with order fulfillment performance above the 90% threshold. A system of pest-free places of production is now on the drawing board for Prince Edward Island's potato sector, following a meeting between federal and industry officials. On Friday, Federal Agriculture Minister and PEIMP Lawrence McCauley reported meeting with staff and representatives of the PEI Potato Board to discuss next steps in the face of new potato wart-related restrictions on the province's crops since 2021. While not considered a human health or food safety risk, potato wart is known to reduce crop yields and can make potatoes unmarketable by ruining their appearance. The zone system allowing U.S. exports continued up until October of 2021, when potato wart was confirmed in two PEI fields, which were related to previous detections and were already under regulation. In November that year, the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service advised U.S. Border Services to reject all shipments of PEI potatoes. Meanwhile, the federal and PEI governments plan to spend $46 million to support the island's agriculture industry, Federal Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley made the announcement today with Provincial Agriculture Minister Boyce Thompson saying the money will come from the Sustainable Canadian Agricultural Partnership, a $3.5 billion five-year agreement between the federal, provincial and territorial governments. Among other things, this cost-shared program will be used to encourage the development of land management practices for establishing perennial crops that help build resiliency in soils and reduce erosion. As well, it will help support the development of the livestock industry. A Russian agricultural bank subsidiary in Luxembourg could immediately apply to SWIFT to effectively enable access for the bank to the international payment system within 30 days. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres told Russia this in a letter late last month. Guterres outlined four measures that the United Nations could facilitate to improve Russia's grain and fertilizer exports in a bid to convince Moscow 
to return to a deal that had allowed the safe Black Sea export of Ukrainian grain. Russia quit the deal in July, a year after it was brokered by the UN and Turkey, to combat a global food crisis that the UN said was worsened by Russia's February 2022 invasion of Ukraine. Ukraine and Russia are both leading grain exporters. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary. Or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, partly cloudy, winds from the southeast at 20 kilometers an hour, a high of 24 degrees. Tonight's a clear sky, winds still from the southeast at 20 kilometers an hour, low of 7. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, then increasing cloudiness in the afternoon. Winds from the south at 30, gusting to 50 kilometers an hour, high of 23, low 13. Cloudy on Wednesday, high of 25, 8 is the low. Thursday, sunshine, high of 23, low 3 degrees. Sunny on Friday, high of 21, low 7. Saturday, sunny, high of 27, a low of 9. And Sunday, sunshine, high of 29 degrees. Normal highs for this period are 19, normal lows 4. The sun rose at 628 this morning. Sun will set at 722 tonight. Taking a look around the province, in Estevan 16, Swift Current 22. Saskatoon is at 13 degrees. City is also in the cool spot for the province at 13. Weyburn 17, Yorkton 15 degrees. The warm spot in the province is in Leader at 24.3. In Regina, mainly sunny. East-southeast wind at 22 to 36 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 59%. Temperature at 17 degrees or 63 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 102.6 and falling. In Moose Jaw, it's partly cloudy. East-southeast wind at 21 to 31 kilometers an hour. Temperature 18 degrees. Once again, in Regina, mainly sunny. East-southeast wind at 22 to 36. Temperature 17 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskag Today on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com The Canadian Wildlife Health Cooperative monitors wild bird populations for potential disease outbreaks. There is a network of offices set up at veterinary colleges across the country, including WCVM at the University of Saskatchewan, Dead birds and wildlife are submitted to monitor any diseases that could potentially impact humans. Aaron Moffat is a wildlife biologist with the CWHC's Western Northern Node, based at the Western College of Veterinary Medicine in Saskatoon. We basically try to figure out why it died. So we do a variety of diagnostic tests. We have veterinary pathologists do necropsies. And then we send the report out to the submitter and basically compile that data and try to figure out what's going on with wildlife populations. She says their work helps to better understand what is going on and why. In some cases, if there's interventions that can happen, then people can know, get an early warning sign of what's going on. In the case of West Nile, like having an early warning system for something that actually can affect humans is really helpful. 
and also to inform agriculture too, because some of these diseases might be important to agriculture. So there's a lot of different parts that it can be helpful with. So far this year, there have been 19 positive cases of West Nile virus in birds, 10 crows, 6 magpies, and 3 hawks. She says the cases submitted have come from the Saskatoon and Regina areas. Mofat says the number of cases have been higher compared to the last two years, but her message to the general public is to simply be aware of West Nile virus. So it's good to know that it's circulating in bird populations and that it's possible to become infected and, you know, the very small proportion of people can get severe illness. So it's important to know that it's there and just take general precautions against mosquitoes, long sleeves, bug spray. Avian flu was a major issue last year in the province, but she says not so much this year. In the wild birds, I would say definitely in our area, it's been fairly slow. We had in the 200s number of positives last year, and this year, you know, we had a few early on, like in May, and we haven't really seen much since. So this could ramp up a little bit with the fall migration, but it's just way slower than it was last year. Erin Moffat is a wildlife biologist with the Canadian Wildlife Health Cooperative. She is based at the Western College of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Saskatchewan. It is 1241. You're listening to Saskag Today, 620 CKRM. You're listening to Saskag Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Water levels are low on a couple of major shipping routes, the Mississippi River in the United States and the Panama Canal in Central America. The low water levels mean that only 32 vessels can move through the Panama Canal daily, down from 40 one year ago. Now it is possible for shippers to skip the line by participating in an auction overseen by the Panama Canal Authority. Tommy Grisafi is with Advanced Trading Risk Management. Arlen Suderman from FC Stone, he tweeted that there was a vessel that paid $2 million to get through the Panama Canal, up to four or five times the normal amount, and that people are actually like you would do on StubHub, going and outbidding each other. There's a huge backlog of ships, and they're outbidding each other four or five, six times X to get through the Panama Canal. That's a double whammy, not a good sign for international shipping, not only from America, but from around the world, that is not a good sign. Now, people need to eat, the grain will flow, but it may take a long time to get around and get through these problems. Late last week, there were 115 vessels waiting in line to move through the Panama Canal. Coming up after the break is the market update. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly down in early trading today to start the week. Canola is down $12 to $7.25.52 a metric ton. Oats is up $9 to $3.10.32. Number one red spring wheat is down $6.24 at $3.30.71. And the rest were unchanged. Durham at $5.14.74. Feed barley $2.82.58. Chickpeas $10.36.17. Flax 561.54, lentils 859.50, yellow peas 382.89, feed wheat 223.56.
On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is down eight and three quarters cents, seven dollars and sixty-two cents a bushel. After the break, a livestock report. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, six twenty CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, here are the latest Livestock Quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. It's Brett Jensen reporting from the Swift Current Garage. We had a very strong market last week with 1,700 head on offer at the end of the week. The good cows bring in $1.30 to 155. Medium cows are 90 to 130. Good bulls are trading from $1.50 to 175. And our feeder sale on Thursday, 1169 weight steers brought 260. Uh, nine weight steers, 319 to 324. The eight weight steers, they were 321 to 335. Seven weights. They were 347 to 365. The six weight steers, they were 289 to 378. And the five weight steers were 320 to 352. Getting into the heifer trade, 1155 at 249. Nine weights, they were 289 to 296. The eight weights, they were 268 to 308. Seven weights, they were three bucks to 335. Six weights were 310 to 337. The five weight heifers, they were getting 287 to 320. Our next pre-sorted yearling and calf sale is going to be September the 28th at 9.30 a.m. For further information, please give us a call. Lee, Brett, Donnie, or John, 773-3174. Canada's source for quality. Heartland Livestock and Swift Current. And now here are the latest pork prices. This is Bill Alfer with the Hams Market Commentary for Monday, September 11th. Hams sold 6,600 hogs Friday, selling a range of 212 to 225 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 8,100 head, selling a range of 211 to 226 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, September 9th are Oli West 2020, 212.50, Oli West 2021, 223 even, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 211.89, Hams Cash, 209.89, Thunder Creek Burko, 221.26, High Life Cash, 224.79, and High Life Contract, $226.56 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices open higher this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar is up 28 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3632. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 73.68 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices are mixed to start the week, with the negotiated Western Corn Belt down 65 cents, national 18 cents lower, while the cutout adjusted formula improved 37 cents U.S. 100 weight relative to the previous day. The weekly value of the cutout saw a $3.91 improvement and was the first upward move seen since the end of July. The route in bellies appears to be over for now, which has also improved since July, up $5.04, and stood in stark contrast to the record-breaking $50.60 100 weight move lower seen only one week prior. Lean hog futures are trending higher today, but breaking no new ground and remaining well within their recently established ranges. The Canadian dollar has improved about a half a cent U.S. since Friday's low, which has so far appeared to find some support near the 73-cent level. The net result is an improvement in the value of the Canadian forward contract compared to Friday despite the Canadian dollar's rise, but forward contracts have not yet eclipsed the highs reached last week. Up next, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. 
Crescent Point Energy Corporation says it plans to spend $1.05 billion to $1.15 billion on development capital expenditures next year. Based on the plan, the company says it expects annual average production of 145,000 to 151,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day in 2024. The company says about 70% of its 2024 budget is expected to be spent on its Kebab Duvernay and Alberta Montney operations. The remaining portion of its capital budget will be spent on its long cycle assets in Saskatchewan. Crescent Point says the preliminary guidance includes the planned sale of its North Dakota assets, which is expected to close in fourth quarter 2023. The company announced last month that it has signed a deal to sell its North Dakota assets to a private operator for about $675 million in cash. Europe's economic outlook is taking a turn for the worse. The European Union's Executive Commission cut its forecast today because high inflation is still discouraging consumers from spending money. The European Commission now expects economic growth of 0.8% this year for the 20 countries that use the euro currency, down from a predicted 1.1% growth. The weaker outlook could affect what the European Central Bank does on interest rates this week after nine straight hikes. On the markets, the TSX is up 128 points at 20,202. The Dow is up 74 points to 34,650. Oil is up 8 cents at $87.59 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 73.70 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the On Demand Sask Egg Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Monday's edition of Sask Ag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.